Of course, you know, speaking in public is important for many jobs and many professionals. And even if you don't like it, many times we don't like it because we don't think that we're good at it and、mm-hmm. it makes us comfortable. But sometimes it's important to get into those uncomfortable spaces in order to grow. Even if you've been in the workforce for 10, 15 years, your community college can be a terrific resource for training, education, and boosting your career. Hi, this is Diana Bernal O'Leary, and welcome back to Job Talk Weekly. We talk with Patricia Ramos from Santa Monica College about the many ways that your community college can help your career. Let's jump in. We're talking with Patricia Ramos. At Santa Monica College, she was the Dean of Workforce and Economic Development, and now she is the Academic Affairs Dean overseeing the Center for Media and Design. Patricia, welcome to Job Talk Weekly. Thank you for having me. So many people think of their community college as a place to get some general education credits out of the way, maybe to get a two year degree, but it's also such a terrific resource for people who are already in the workplace. Tell us how people should be thinking about their college a little bit differently. Yeah, that's right. I think that the important thing to remember about community colleges it's not the community college of the past. We have evolved. Um, I would say over the past 20 years, because we've needed to evolve, the economy has changed, jobs have changed.、Um, and so I think that where you might have had to go to a, an extension program, a PLA extension program, in order to get professional development and upskilling, you can go to your community college and get those skills that you need, whether you are a career changer or you're looking to upskill within your company. Um, you can really look to community colleges、uh, for, as an economical resource. See, and let's take a look at each of those two tracks differently. So let's talk about the people who are satisfied with their field, they like the industry that they're in, but they want to up their game a little bit. So, what are some opportunities that people can find? And I think even though you and I are talking about Santa Monica College, a lot of this applies to whatever local or regional college is in your area. Yeah, I think it really、um, depends. So, Santa Monica College is a large college.、Yeah. We've got 55,000 students and 110 different programs. Oh my so, God, hold on. Say that again. How many students do you have? About 35,000.、Um, and that's roughly the size of UCLA and USC for those that live local. Yeah.、Uh, What I'm talking about. So, we have students that come right out of high school, students that are coming,、um, you know. On a, on a transfer track, students that are you know, in the community and they know that it's a place where they can go and learn some accounting skills or some、uh, writing skills.、Um, we also have an emeritus college for、uh, seniors for free. We have school for free. So we've got you know, available to so many students. But let, let's narrow in on the professionals and, and upskillers. The kinds of programs that you can think of for community college, let's say in business. So we have accounting programs, we've got administration of justice programs, we've got business, global trade and logistics. So, something you might not know in the business area about community colleges is that if you've got a bachelor's degree and you've got some accounting courses under your belt, And you have a desire to sit for the CPA exam, you could take those needed classes that you have to take for the California CPA exam at Santa Monica College and become a CPA. 
Yeah, let's talk about that because I feel like a lot of people are in this place of decision making right now. They've lost a job or they realize what's happening in the economy and they need to change. So if they want to do something different and they decide that now is the time to do that, how do they go about it? Because sometimes they need someone to help talk them through the process or they need to learn about their options. So where does a real career changer start? Um, I think that if you're somebody that already has a degree and you've lost your job, I think that you really have to do some soul searching and think about, do you want to stay in that field? Um, and, and when I say soul searching, I soul searching and research. You have a degree. You did a lot of research to get that degree, you, you know, whether it was in your courses or whatever, um, you know, research you had to do to find that program and, and you know, and, and any variation of it. Um, so, I would say, you know, it's important to remember trends, right? So right now, um, there's many, many jobs and careers that are at risk of going away due to automation. Yeah. And it is, you know, you know, when we say the, the bots are coming for your jobs, right? The robots are coming. We've already seen it in manufacturing. Um, and, and we were going to see it in hospitality a little bit further in the decade. But with COVID and the pandemic, obviously, you know that those fields in the hospitality industry were totally disrupted. So if you're looking to career change, I think that, you know, it's important for you to understand what's important to you. Are you looking for satisfaction um, in, in your job? Are you looking at ways to advance in your current industry? Maybe, you know, your job was disrupted, but maybe other jobs within your company weren't. So, it's really just important for you to understand what the labor market trends are um, and be just a very savvy consumer when it comes to education. We've got a free service that's called Career Builder and, um, and, and Career Coach where you could just like, let's say, hmm, I want to be a graphic designer. I wonder what those job trends look like. And you could punch something like that in and, and it would tell you what the average pay is and the kinds of job openings that are available. So I think it's just important for you to understand, you know, better what it is you want, what's going to bring you satisfaction and, um, you know, and what it's going to take to upskill you. For example, if I were going to do that, I would not try to go into the computer science industry, right? I don't have a whole lot of background in computer science, but... I would try to build on the skills that I already have, but maybe that's something that um, that I would want to explore because now there's a lot of different certifications in the computer industry that you can get that don't require a strong computer science background, but rather more of a business analytical um, thinking and background. And I could give you some examples of that if you'd like. See, I think that is a terrific place to start because I think of all the companies where I've been talking to either the employees or the business owners over the past couple of months, and it still amazes me how some small businesses, some shops or retailers, they didn't really think about having a robust online presence. And now they are jumping in. And so we talk a lot about the need for social media skills and to use that not just as your own personal social media, but from a business strategy, a business communication standpoint. So do talk to us a little bit about some of the tech skills, because I think those are things that are going to be in demand. And I think you're, you're right. 
they are changing. Being a computer programmer is very different today than it was 20 years ago, but you can also use those tech skills in different ways, more about the marketing strategy or the communication. So do talk to us a little bit about that. You make a really great point and observation there. Um, I, and I And before jumping in, I just think it's very important that everybody remember that you can go back to school or you can simply explore learning um, in an online format on, on, on many free um, you know, platforms that are available right now. And, and that's true. There's a love of learning for the love of learning. We should also mention that, you know, too, that you can still go to your community college because you've always wanted to take French or you've always wanted to learn about, you know, certain area of history. You can still do, do those things for fun. Absolutely. And I think that that's that's what I was trying to get at earlier, that, you know, sometimes there's some, you know, divine intervention when maybe a job that you were in was not something that your heart was in, but it paid the bills. And now that you're looking to, um, you know, go back to school, obviously, to pay the bills, which we all have to do. What can you learn? What can you begin to grasp that um, is also marketable that that you love to do? Um, so you mentioned what kinds of certifications. We have many different um, courses and certifications that will help you in the job market. And, you know, don't be um, afraid to just take a few different classes. You said, you know, social media was one thing that you mentioned. Web design, graphic design, um, a business class on, you know, maybe import-export, or maybe um, you want to explore drama. I mean... I'm not sure how many jobs and certifications there are in the in the theater field right now, obviously. But remember, we're going to come out of this someday. So this is a good time to learn, um, you know, who you are and, and, and who you want, you know, who you want to be moving into the future. Oh, Patricia, I think I think that is such a great point, because we've talked also about the time that some people have right now. And so maybe for them, it's not necessarily that they have to jump ship or, or switch jobs right now, but they've got some extra time. They're not commuting. Your, their job's a little different right now. And so take that time to do these things, whether it's for fun or for business, because when we are back to a, a different pace, I don't know if I can say back to normal, but when we are out there, then you've got more opportunities. And remember that a drama class might seem so frivolous right now or a theater class, but think about it in terms of the transferable skills. Oh, yeah. Making is going to lead to, of course, you know, speaking in public is important for, you know, for many jobs and many professionals. And even if you don't like it, um, many times we don't like it because we don't think that we're good at it and mm -hmm. it makes us comfortable. But sometimes it's important to get into those uncomfortable spaces um, in order to grow. And I think that right now we're all experiencing um, just how good we are at responding to adversity, right? I mean, I think that we all think that we knew each other before, <laughs> knew ourselves before this pandemic, and a lot of us have, have had to become a lot more resilient. So I, so, so taking that into in terms of what employers are looking for and what makes you marketable, employers are really looking for a ton in their employees these days. I was very surprised when uh, a few years ago when when Santa Monica College was really looking to make sure that our tech and entertainment programming was really responsive to our industry, right? Because for the last 15 years, we've seen a tech boom 
in Los Angeles that has put us, you know, one of the top growth in terms of tech boom in the country. But our, our, we weren't sure if our programming was responsive to what was happening in business and industry in our local community. And so I, I remember going with my president and visiting employers, and, and I was surprised that they were much more welcome to hiring community college students as opposed to four-year students than, 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 I, than I predicted. But what they wanted was a well-versed community college student, someone that not only had the had the tech skills, the entry level skills, but they wanted some guerrilla marketing, they wanted some design, they wanted some business acumen. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I think that whatever you take could serve you in the future. Yeah, they wanted a well-rounded person. And I think that goes back to then how you use your community college. Because let's use the accounting example. Let's say you're you're in accounting and you love it, but maybe you just want to refine your communication skills, your writing skills. So you can do that to enhance your current career. Or like you said, you can go online and spend some time exploring to find some of the new things out there. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And And remember that sometimes maybe it's not a whole new career you're looking for, but a side hustle, right? Yeah. Maybe you're a great writer, but imagine how much more marketable you would be able to be as a contractor if you learned some technical writing skills and you could write reports for businesses or, um, you know, that type of thing. So sometimes it's important to begin with the end in mind, as Stephen Covey likes yes. to say, and go to the job postings, like explore areas, go in, go to, um, you know, into indeed.com or mm-hmm. any other thing that that you know might be in your industry see what the top skills are and see how far away you are from you know from learning maybe what what can you add to your resume that would make you more marketable than you are right now and those maybe you're just taking courses at smc or maybe you're exploring with some youtube online learning it's amazing what you can learn just in YouTube alone. Oh, that's true. There's a lot of free resources too. But I think there's also credibility when you can add something that you've taken at your community college. So I think that's a real strength there. And you also provided a lovely segue, Patricia, about career resources. So let's say someone is, you know, taking some classes or they've got this full new certification. Um, What are the career hiring resources, the job boards, you know, the relationships that you have with companies that can help people? It really is dependent on on the obviously the program that you're in. One of the more um, recent ones that I think are really fun and marketable are um, Amazon Web Services certifications that we have and Salesforce certifications. I'm not sure if you're familiar with oh, those. Oh yeah, two. but Salesforce obviously, you know, it's it's a it's a platform for. Um, people in marketing, but it's so much more. I mean, so many businesses use Salesforce as a communication tool. So we have strong relationships with Salesforce and Amazon Web Services to design programming, not only to make you eligible to compete with those company jobs, but also all of the businesses that run on their platforms. So you only have to do a job search and put in Salesforce or AWS certifications to see how extensive those employer relations are. See, so I think that's where the partnerships that you've developed, and again, this could apply for other colleges and other cities, what other business partnerships your community college has. Because when you take that class, let's say the Salesforce certification, the Salesforce uh, class at Santa Monica College, then the people hiring for that, they start to know 
the Santa Monica College students. They start to know, okay, these are the skills that these candidates bring. So it sort of clears the bar for you if you're going to a place that already has a relationship with a certain industry. That's right. That's right. Good. So another uh, group I want to talk about quickly, too, is veterans, because I feel like sometimes colleges do have either priority registration or some other services for veterans. And is that something that you guys offer, too? Oh, absolutely. We've got a wonderful um, Veterans Resource Center um, at Santa Monica College, and um, and they offer, you know, a, a wide variety of services for vets. And most importantly, they help navigate, you know, getting through the system. If you are a vet and you um, apply, you get priority enrollment. Because that's one of the challenges about community colleges, right? Because they're, we're, you know, low cost, we're affordable, we're convenient, but it also makes us very competitive. And, um, you know, and so you have to get enrolled early so that you you get an earlier registration. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's part of the fear that some of us have heard about community college, even in the last few years before the pandemic hit, was the wait, you know. So how can people navigate that and what are your tips for them? Well, I would say that if you are interested, like let's say you're, you're, you have it on your mind right now, but you think that there's just no way that you would be able to, you know, think about it until maybe next spring, I would apply now and Mm. and put that you're interested in rolling in the winter and spring. And if you don't, if you don't, um, you know, use your, your enrollment date, there's no harm. Um, But, but if you, if you try to uh, register and get an enrollment date at the last minute, that's when you're going to get shut out. So it's just important to start early and, you know, start to navigate the website. We just got a brand new website. There's a lot of layers to it. So if you are interested, um, you know, like, uh, and, and understand that we also have like one of the best student services divisions, probably in the country, certainly in the state. We've got hundreds of counselors to serve so many different kinds of students, whether you're a a mom that has been out of work and displaced and you're low income, um, whether, again, whether you're a vet or whether you're an English language learner or or whatever, for different populations, we have different counseling services. So it's important to go to the website, uh, explore, you know, the different kinds of counseling we have. And if you're interested in health services, you know, like Uh, nursing and respiratory therapy. We also have a neonatal certificate. Mm. Uh, We've got a counselor dedicated just for nursing. We've got a counselor just for the Center for Media and Design. We've got counselors just for Black scholars and Latino scholars and, um, you know, different and, and in scholars in general, if you're if you're someone listening that is coming right out of high school and you've got to be average, um, you can get into our honors program and have, uh, uh, priority enrollment there. If you're a STEM student, if you're a STEM student that is a um, Latino or African American, we've got special counselors for you too. Um, and and if you're not, you know, from from a minority background, I, I don't mean to make it sound like there's no resources for yeah. you. But but I want people to know that are that are listening that might have some barriers, either academic barriers or educational barriers, that um, the resources are there. We're 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 an open enrollment campus, you know, and and wanting to serve um, just about anybody that's interested in coming. 
And that's the place to start is to go online and to just start playing around because the beauty of the community college classes is that they're not that expensive, no harm, no fall. You know, especially if you're doing it online, you sign up for one class and then you learn. I think this goes back, Patricia, to your point about knowing where your own interests are and what motivates you and what you want to explore further. Take one class. Let's say you're sort of on the fence about something. Take one class, test it out. If you like it, then you can keep going. But if not, then at least you know, and that's one thing you can check off your list. Yeah, that's absolutely, you said it beautifully. Um, and, and if I could just add um, one thing as well, that now that we're in this online environment, this is also, you know, a super, you know, interesting way to learn, but it could be also a way that you hate it. You know, you don't want to learn online, right? You're yeah. an in-person item. But but right now, everything is remote. Very few classes are in person right now. But it's important that if you do enroll and you hate it, that you that you definitely withdraw, that you don't, you know, don't allow yourself to get an F because that could come back and haunt you in the future, right? So just yeah. like, you know, most people have degrees. They understand that whole thing. So even in this in remote environment, it's important to remember that. The other thing is important to remember about this room, this environment is that we used to have online education. We called it distance ed. Mm. We're, there's distinctions in the way that we're titling our our programming now. Um, and we're not calling everything distance ed or online education because that was a distinction for 20% of our courses, right, in the past. But now that everything is um, in this remote environment, um, we've got different kinds of modalities in which you can take uh, courses and programs. So it's important to, um, you know, if you wanted to explore the maybe the spring catalog, the winter or spring catalog, that you you look very carefully at the kind of course that you're enrolling for and, and that it fits your lifestyle right now. Obviously, you know, people have different situations in, you know, while, while we're mostly all remote. So we've got scheduled courses, which, you know, um, which, you know, you have to attend via Zoom during scheduled times. We've got flexible courses, which is work at your own pace with, uh, you know, no scheduled class meetings. You've got flexible with optional schedules um, and then flexible with scheduled exams, meaning that some of the courses you have to be there in a synchronous format, like on Tuesday, Thursday at, you know, 10 a.m., or, um, you know, maybe just some on exam days. So be very um, careful and intentional about what what you're selecting. And I think that's a really good point, especially for someone who might have taken an online class 10 years ago. They are much better <laughs> than they were when online classes started. And I think that's something, if anyone has had a bad experience, you know, I, I like your distinction because I think what you're talking about is there are classes that are designed to be distance learning. And then there are the classes that we've had to do online because of the pandemic. But I think either is still much better than what was happening when online learning first started. Excellent, excellent point. And, and, and not, that's not to say that they're perfect. You know, we could do a much better job because learners are so much more sophisticated, especially younger people that are, you know, grew up, you know, very digital native. Oh, yeah. Right. Their expectations are very high and they're very visual learners and they can multitask and they want to see even, you know, the supplemental instruction that is in a course, you know, to be on par with what they're seeing on Netflix and Amazon. 
and Hulu, right? So we're getting better too at investing in faculty professional development and making learning, um, you know, very responsive to student needs. Oh, I think I've heard that too from some other friends here who have uh, community college classes. The teachers are themselves in this place where maybe they've got a child at home or they're working from their home, which isn't the best. So I think they're all very forgiving. And I think they're all working together like, okay, how's this going to work for us this week? We have a Tuesday, Thursday class. How are we all going to figure this out? I think you're right. I think the faculty are just really uh, collaborative right now with their students. And what a great way to jump back in too. That's the one of the most wonderful things about going back to school is that maybe the first time that you went, you got through, but it wasn't the greatest experience. And maybe you felt that, you know, you could have done more and you weren't encouraged to do more. Um, and and going back to school as an adult, you're you're focused differently. And, and the response that you get from uh, professors might be um, different. I know that that certainly happened to me. I, I went back. I opened up a, co- I was a flight attendant. I opened up a coffee house and I went back to community college just to take accounting and business law classes. And I wound up. And you stayed. stayed <laughs> and I never, I never left. I, I never left school for the next two decades and got my doctorate. And, and only because faculty members were, um, you know, just very encouraging in that way. So. Yes. And so. I think what they understand too, is that a lot of the people they're dealing with also have other priorities. These are people who are working full time, they have families, they have all different types of commitments. So I think that's something that you do find at your community college is a real understanding. It's important that you, you that you attend um, your community college in, in, you know, in an area that's convenient for you. Um, certainly, if we're in an on ground environment. Um, and, 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 think about them as a lifelong learning resource. So you're listening to the podcast, maybe it stays in your mind, but uh, now it's not the time. But in a year or two or three or five, it's always going to be hopefully a place that will be a resource to you. And obviously, we need to use it so that um, it stays there and it's available for all of us. And and it's important to know that jobs are going to be changing in this next decade. Um, again, by those things that I mentioned, you know, like automation, you know, AI, all of the ways in which, you know, Amazon and other predictive learning analytics have invaded (laughs) our life. Those are all, you know, technologies that are changing businesses as well. So it's 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 very um, scary and it's very challenging. And it's but it's also very encouraging to me to be working in this field and and trying to understand what those trends are to make sure that the programming that we're offering is um, relevant, you know, and responsive to uh, our local economies. And and I think the good thing about living in California is that, you know, we have one of the most, you know, diverse economies on the globe, right? So. Yeah. And the trends that we always talk about, we hear colleges say, you know, we're training kids for jobs that don't exist today. So, you know, training them to be adaptable and to always be good communicators and creative and critical thinkers, those things will never go out. But, yeah, you've got to go back to your community college to get current on whatever's happening. Yeah, in ways that we've never had to do in the past, right? That's not the way it used to be, but that is, yeah. Yeah, but it is exciting. I, I think that you, you hit the, head, the nail on the head there. If we view it as exciting, try not to view it as daunting because it's real. I mean, it is the reality that we are living in. Absolutely. And I just think that, you know, we have the resources 
at our disposal to yeah. do the you know to, to to do that work and see you know if your industry and your particular job is at risk for automation and then how do you begin to make those pivots and if you can't find it in local searches um, talk to your boss talk to your CEO I mean nothing is probably more encouraging to um, you know your senior cabinet members than you know to have an interest for you to have an interest in what the trends are in the field and position yourself to I respond. Think so. I think he's and speaking from someone who you went to Santa Monica College to help improve your career and you stayed. How many years has it been now, Patricia? Um, that was about 25 years ago <laughs> that I went back. <laughs> so, that is terrific. Now. I, I, yeah, but 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 the interesting thing, just to touch on that experience, I came back not because I was looking for a degree, I was looking for skills that I could, you know, have in my business. And I took a five unit business law class and accounting one and accounting two. And honestly, I didn't like it. And I didn't want to take those courses. But I did it because I wanted to be a better business person. I could have gone to our local small business development center. And for free, I could have taken courses and seminars in in a format that was not uh, three, four, five unit program. Mm, mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. So it's important to re, to to also do a little bit of research and see what other kinds of courses and programming uh, works for you, and that might be offered at your community college. That program that I just mentioned, the Small Business Development Center, is is a federal program and it's on campuses, but it's not something you'd probably see in the catalog. No, but I, I I think you're right. I think it's at most community colleges, at least in, in preparation for this conversation. I saw them at a lot of community colleges. So, Patricia, this has been so helpful. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Job Talk Weekly. If you like the podcast, and we hope you do, the best thing you can do is to subscribe and forward it to your friends. We'd love to hear what you think, so please rate and review us or send us a quick email to info at jobtalkweekly.com. See you next time.